episode of Uncorked in Conversation. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. A toast. A toast. A toast to my ladies. <laughs> so what are we toasting today? Just life in general for me. I am so life. happy to be alive. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Because we're still, we're still How about operating wellness? COVID. Yes, we're still operating COVID. I know, yes. And I understand that, you know, cases are going up because of the uh, Delta variant. And mm-hmm. I heard something really alarming today um, that 97% of the cases that has been hospitalized are people who have not been vaccinated. Yeah, I heard yeah. that too. I heard so we have thing. got yeah. to be more careful yeah yeah okay. and Mask people have up. to make their own de- their own yeah. decision as to whether they're going to be vaccinated or not but if you're not you know be being careful. vigilant to keep yourself healthy because you have to understand um people that are vaccinated can still get it can transmit it i mean it's yeah. you know few and far between but it can still happen and people that are vaccinated are going to most likely be asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms in most cases um so you wouldn't know so staying masked up and maintaining social distance and not being in large crowds is essential um yeah. and I, I believe it's essential in my opinion for vaccinated as well as unvaccinated people. Right. So here's to good health. Yeah, here's to wellness. And wellness. Thank yes. you. Thank you. My cup won't cling, but that's okay. <laughs> well, pluck it. Pluck your cup. <laughs> she said pluck your cup. <laughs> I like that we pluck it. Whoop. Speaking of the vaccine, those that have been vaccinated, they're talking about a third shot for uh, a third shot, I guess, because the vaccinated aren't immune, if I may, to the variant, to the um, Delta variant. And so, you know, studies are indicating that there are people that are you know, still dying, even though they're vaccinated and get the, the Delta fire, you know, the Delta piece of it, there's still, it's still so powerful, if I may, that um, it's, you know, still causing havoc. So yes. just, again, yeah. I, it's a lot going on with this COVID thing personally, you know, and I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I, it, it just feels like, sounds like, and looks like, um, biological warfare well I've called it that the whole time absolutely I agree with that yeah. it instead is of, a shame that 600,000 people mm-hmm. right. instead of weapons of what is considered mass destruction this is a biological warfare you know and, and it's just gotten out of hand perhaps it you know didn't mean to get or wasn't supposed to get this far gone but it is, it is, it is really far gone. And I heard something earlier about um, something in, in Canada, uh, a variant that's loose in Canada. Um, okay. I saw it passing a couple of days ago and I was like, oh my God, it's now something wow. coming from Canada. 
So it, it, it just sounds like to me, again, some kind of biological war warfare and it's just- it's Sadly, um, 600, over 600,000 people in our country have fallen victim to, you know, if it is biological warfare to this biological warfare, um, it's, a, it's a scary time. It's a scary time right now. Okay, it's called the Lombada. My loudest voice. Lombada. To, to heal this land. What do you call it? What is it? Lambada. Yeah. Lambada COVID-19 variants now spreading. Lambada? It's not Lambda? Lambda? I don't have my glasses yeah, on. Let me yeah, spell it. Hold on. Lambda. 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 Yeah, because they're all Greek alphabets. Right. That's what I thought. Okay, so yeah. Lambda. I don't have my glasses on, so okay. um, L A M D. You did good not having your glasses on. <laughs> I'm squinting though. <laughs> well, look. Why didn't I just make my screen on my phone bigger? <laughs> so I can see it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Because we're from the time of squinting and sitting too close to the TV and that live parents told us about you making your eyes go bad. <laughs> Lord knows. Well, if you squint, yes. it don't sound like it was a lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think that's what caused our eyes to go bad, but, <laughs> but that's <laughs> what they used to tell us. Mm -hmm. I think that is the eye, the eye doctors say, you know, no, they should have never told you that. It's actually worse for you to sit further back from the TV <laughs> because then you have to squint. You have to squint. That makes sense. Right, right. Makes you squint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, but well, who knows? In 30 years, they'll come up with something else. Amen. Right. So, Amen. <laughs> today Amen. is July 28th. And what's going on now? Uh, big, big, big stories. Tokyo Olympics, Summer Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, and even bigger stories, Simone Biles in the Tokyo mm -hmm. Olympics or not in the Tokyo Olympics, at least for the next couple of events. Um First of all, for you know Simone Biles, I just want to, in my opinion, is just the absolute goat. She is the face of gymnastics um, today and for years to come. Um, in my opinion, she could do nothing else, and she would still be the goat, uh, especially where gymnastics is concerned. And um, many of us, as many of you know, um, just a few of her accomplishments. She is the gymnast with the most world medals. She has 25 world medals, 19 of them gold. Um, she has been participating in the, in the world, um, games since 2013. And she's just got a, a huge list of accomplishments, um, including some athlete of the year accomplishments, et cetera. And she's just an absolute, um, joy to watch, just to watch, uh, her skill level, um, just to watch what she does, um, in, in Olympic uh, competition. But recently, uh, she has withdrawn from the Tokyo uh, Games, at least for the next couple of events, due to um, her mental health, her wanting to um, apply some self-care 
for herself. And the story, I just want to go back to the story that, that took place and give us some background um, for any who don't know. Of course, she came to the Olympics looking to achieve multiple gold medals. She was attempting an advanced vault move known as the Aminar, A-M-A-N-A-R. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. And she had previously executed that flawlessly as she executes so many things flawlessly. The move involves a, a back handspring with two and a half twists in the air before landing. And she normally, as we stated, na uh, nails it effortlessly. But on Tuesday, she, according to CNN sports analyst Christine Brennan, she looked like she got lost somewhere in the air. She nearly landed on her knees and left the field of play close to tears. Minutes later, um, the word came that Biles would not compete um, with the team at the team final all around. And then just this morning, um, word came that she will also not um, compete in the individual all around, which I think is scheduled for tomorrow. I think it's morning. I think it's at 11.50 a.m. Um, not sure if that's our time or Tokyo time. And she cited her mental health as her reason for withdrawing. So I just wanted to kind of share some background and then throw out to you ladies the question or to, to ask you to talk about your thoughts, your reaction on Simone Biles and her withdrawal from at least these two events. There are several events to come, which are individual events. She's taking it day by day to determine whether or not she will compete in those. But for right now, she has withdrawn for, uh, from the next two. So what are y'all's thoughts on what has transpired over the last few days? Well, I will say um, mental, mental health, as we know, um, is, is truly um, a big issue that I commend her for accepting and being accountable of her mental health. And in doing that with her knowing where she is in her head, then she knows and understands how she's able to execute the different things that she does. And if her mental health is not there, then she's not going to be 100%. So I commend her on knowing herself, feeling herself and understanding that, hey, if I, something is not right here, this pressure is too much. If I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I don't wanna go out there if I can't give my 100%. So I, I commend her on realizing where her strengths are, where her weaknesses are, and what needs to be worked on and taking the time to work on them instead of getting out there and saying, I'm just going to go ahead and do it and possibly hurt herself, you know, tremendously and, you know, break something, anything could possibly happen with her doing those flips because she does some difficult, difficult flips. <laughs> and I, I commend her on all of that. But most of all, her mental health, knowing where she is, and actually doing something about it. I think you you said it all, um, Paula. You you made some excellent points there. Um, it's amazing how she has been able to maintain, you know, the status quo anyway, because that's a lot of pressure, as not not just being Simone Biles, but being a black person. Period. 
and to being a woman parent because there is a lot that goes with it there is a lot of prejudice that goes along with that and carry the weight of the world to carry all that's a lot for some person so i commend her as well i commend her to put herself and to know her limitations like my mental health is not in a place where it should be where i know that i can excel and for what i understand she has been in this place before you mentioned the world what you call it the world um at the world it's the world cup <clears throat> um, she's, it, it must be maybe world cup world i don't know what i just they I just call it the, world um the world cup maybe world cup, cup. the world yeah. cup i think she was about a story that i read that she was about 16 when she first entered into this world of the olympic champion i should say mm -hmm. um where her coach had to pull her off the um, tournament or the, or the competition because she was not in the right frame of mind. She kept messing up. She kept missing, you know, the turns or, or whatever it is that she does. And she was not in a place to do that. Here it is, what, 13 years later? I don't know how old she is. I know she's like mid-20s, whatever. 24, she I believe, yeah. 24. She recognized that space. I've been here before. I recognize this. I cannot perform as well as I should because I'm not going to do well. So I commend her. And I love the fact that she stepped out and said, hey, I can't do this, but you, my teammates, you can. And she was very, very encouraging to them. So I commend her on that, to be vulnerable, to say, hey, Black women don't always have to be strong. You know, Amen. we can be vulnerable. We are human. It's okay to say, hey, I'm checking in for my mental health and nobody's going to look after me but Simone Biles. And that's what Simone Biles is going to do. So I commend her on that. And it's a relatively new thing for us to acknowledge, you know, um, just understanding that mental health, especially for Black women, Black people, uh, carries a stigma with it, at least, you know, what I've seen in my lifetime um, from younger years, you know, we we don't acknowledge it. So the fact, to your point, April, that, you know, she acknowledged it and took action. Um, took yeah, action. absolutely. Yeah. I commend her on that. Mm -hmm. Tracy, your thoughts? Well, I think um, with you quoting, I, I suppose, the news um, person that did the interview or perhaps voiced her opinion, I believe Simone Biles is the one who said that she was up in the air and, and, and she didn't know where she was while she was up in the air. And mm -hmm. that, alone, that was, alone, you know, that alone was frightening to her because with, with all that she does, you have to be in that mental place to, to be in control of where you are in the air. So I totally understood what she meant when she said, she didn't know where she was when she was in the air. So in other words, she was just going through the motions. And, and so that was risky alone for her. And she didn't want to obviously risk hurting herself coming down and hurting herself while trying to perform the, um, the task. Um, and so with that, I just think, again, I commend her as well for, for um, recognizing her mental health and her safety um, opposed to trying to please 
the people that are, are speaking behind the mic that are critiquing her every move and her every toss and her every turn. So I commend her on her saying, um, I don't care what you want. I'm, I got to get what I want. The same thing with the, with the tennis um, player. She, Naomi Osaka. Osaka. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she pretty much said, Hey, you guys, I, I know what you want. I see what you want, but you are overbearing and see what has happened as far as when we speak of black people in, in, in athletes and, and business and politics or anything that we, we, we set our goals, our sights on for our goals. We want to be the best because we've been told and we've been looked upon as being insignificant. And so what we want hmm. to do is show you how significant we are given these same opportunities as our white counterparts. And so we do mm -hmm. want to go ahead. We do shut the noise because we know that the noise is just noise and we can do this. But sometimes the noise is too loud and it gets in the heads of these athletes and then they become, they realize, okay, no, no, I've got to get me. I can't please that, 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 um, that entity that is, is, that has got the camera up my nose because really that's where, you know, I was going to say up my ass, but you know, that's, you know, it's not nice sometimes, but it's up, you know, they got it in their face <laughs> and in their, it's up in, in there. Their, yeah. They got it in their face and they, they're, they're watching every move and they're critiquing and they're, they're criticizing and, and, and these things take a toll because the athlete is already doing their best in one false move. You screw up in the media. All they see is your screw up. And of course, that plays on your psyche. And the other piece of that is Tokyo is, is, is ridden with the COVID. The COVID is running rapid in Tokyo. There are so many of our athletes that have gotten the COVID and then they have to quarantine. So that, so that's playing on their psyche. They have to quarantine. They can't have that free space in their mind. They have to stay, you know, safe. So you're staying safe in this respect. Then you got to stay safe in your, in your craft. So it just becomes overwhelming. So I can see where she got lost um, in, in the midst of the game, if I may. Um, and so, yes, she and she also Absolutely. said that she bowed out because she did not want to risk her whole team missing out on a medal. Granted, it was silver and they would rather have gold, but they got the medal. And that was that's the right. ultimate goal is to go medal. That's and true. so, um, yeah, I saw a post where someone said that uh, the headline said uh, women's gymnastics team loses the gold and some uh, another journalist commented under it and said, no, they earned the silver. Like, don't, they won silver. Don't, you know, don't belittle, you know. Uh, yeah, silver is, is, is a good thing. It, that's not a bad thing. Why would you put a negative well, spin on that? Think well. They're putting the spin on it is because the gymnastics have won the the gold for I think the last eight games. You know mm -hmm. they they are uh, expected to win, and then Russia Russia came along and took it. And right. so right. that's yeah. just back in 
the, you, you know, because those are the rivalries. We have to beat Russia. We have to beat Spain. We have to beat France. We have to beat, we have to beat the best, you know? And so I think, again, the pressure came in also is when she bowed out gracefully, if it was, she was looked she upon was to be the savior. She was supposed to win it all for the whole team. And that's, you know, that's just that LeBron James at that, that, um, that last, that, that clutch shot. That was that Michael Jordan, that clutch shot, winning, winning it all, taking all the marbles. So that's what Simone Biles was for the gymnastic team. So when they, they see her bow out, you know, it's good that they didn't play on the psyche of her teammates. Oh, we lost our A player, but they realized that we're all A players and they went on exactly. and presented and they and they all stepped up too because I think that was her plight after she you know stepped out of the competition she wanted to make sure that there wasn't in that space that they could excel in that so I do you know commend her for from doing that but my question is do you you think that they should have canceled the Olympics this year because of COVID and, and you know and that's a great question they attempted to they attempted to but Tokyo was going on with it regardless and early on I mean Tokyo I think always had some numbers but then I think they felt like they had it under control but then it um it just it it it, it reared its ugly head it's an ugly ugly virus you know, then, yeah. if, that's, if that's the case, then my question is, even to say, Tokyo, we're going to still do the Olympics. The other countries could have said, no, we're not going to participate because it's too dangerous for our athletes. Mm -hmm. So we cannot put all I think that it, on the, Tokyo. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I think, everybody's responsibility. That's what to, I'm saying. Everybody's responsibility. I think they should have they should have waited another year to, you know, see how things plays out as far as COVID is concerned. I think we, we, as we have done previously, we always jump ahead and we don't foresee and take precautions and, you know, and, and see, you know, instead of waiting, we just want to just jump on and decide, okay, we're going to presume things as normal as yeah. it was before. COVID. I agree that we, I agree that collectively the nations should have decided not to um, to just to postpone um, the Olympics yeah. in light of COVID. I believe at the time that they took the assessment, however, we were on a, a, a downward spiral as far as infections. Right, yeah. um, that's number one. But I think more importantly to the countries, to the governments, sadly, is money. You know, money. they looked at, you have to think about during lockdown, everybody lost money. Every country yeah. lost money. Um, yeah, and, right. and so they saw, I believe the country saw this as a way to recoup some of that by going on with the games. And so when they assessed, I, I think they were already probably leaning toward, we have to do this to save our economies um, and, and made a, you know, a hasty decision to your point. A very hasty decision, but you know, as yeah, we talk, it is what it is. As we talk about um, mental health, I want to um, refer to something that Todd Herman. I'm not sure who he is, but he um, wrote something on Instagram 
um, I don't know if he's a therapist or, or whom he is, but he's someone um, involved with coaches and athletics as far as the Olympics are concerned. And he made a post on Instagram that said, over the last 24 hours, I've had 56 messages from athletes, coaches seeking help at the Olympics. These 2021 games are a mental health nightmare. And I have to say, probably because of the pandemic, that has a lot to do with it, that extra pressure, that pressure to stay um, healthy, the, you know, you're fighting to, to stay competitive. And then at the same time, you're saying to yourself, likely, what if I do all of this and get ready to compete and I'm amped up to compete and then I somehow get exposed to COVID, then I'm out. So, you know, a lot of that has to um, play on it. This gentleman said, in the 21 years working with athletes at the Olympic Games, I've never seen more stress and anxiety. The individual sport athletes are having the hardest time behind the scenes. He says, I feel very bad for Simone Biles. She's such a phenomenal athlete and an incredibly kind human, despite the vitriol she can be on the receiving end of. And he went on to talk about... Um, you know, how these athletes are scrutinized, not just by the media, but by, you know, the common layperson on social media. We know how social media can be such a bear for any of us, but I can't even imagine being a celebrity, an athlete, yeah. you know, so someone competing for the country and hearing or reading things such as you let the country down, yeah. you know, it, Oh, my God, I, I don't know what I, I hope she doesn't pay attention to that. I really hope she doesn't. Right. Because that's not true. No, no it's not. not. That's just something not true. Um, she she would have been letting the country down if she did not pay attention to her mental health and then went out there and scored so low that we didn't even get a medal at all. You know, right. they want to complain or oh, it wasn't mm -hmm. the gold. Guess what, though? It was the silver. It was something, you know, if we were not there at all, then you would have that right. to talk about. It's just people. You're never going to find everybody on one accord and everybody say something nice about something, because there's always somebody out there that lives for the negativity. They're just waiting for an opportunity mm -hmm. to say something bad about somebody. And they couldn't do half the stuff that that young girl does. They, they couldn't get out there and do right. those flips. You, no. All you can do is sit, sit there in your chair, eat your Doritos, and look at television and complain about people and get on social media and write everything behind your little phone or your tablet or whatever. Hiding behind using. a keyboard. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. You're hiding behind that because you can't do it. And so you feel better when you can spew some negativity out there about somebody who has dedicated their life to this. Even though yeah. she's 24, she has dedicated her life to this. Nothing she's that been you have done. competing in gymnastics, I think, since she was three or started gymnastics yeah. when she was three or something young. like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Her grandparents got her into it when she was very, mm -hmm. her, her sister was actually into it. Her sister got out of it because she couldn't take the pressure. Right. She could not, she was like, no, this is not me. <laughs> and she got out. Yeah, I can't right. even imagine the Olympic pressure, the weight that that has a toll on them. Because, I mean, think of it, you know, there are us who have been through, you know, school and we ran track or played football or even myself in a band. There's always going to be competition. There's always where you have to be in a position where you have to outperform somebody on your team 
and then I perform somebody who's on the other team. Okay, so mm -hmm. we are no strangers to competition. We are no strangers to the stress. I cannot even imagine. That's just like a drop in the bucket to what these Olympic athletic people go through. I can't even imagine. Um, Tracy, you had mentioned Naomi Osaka, and um, I don't know if y'all saw, did y'all see the story, the what transpired between her and Megan Kelly? The, uh, I did not. I heard about she's a commentator. it. I heard about it. Yeah. Um, so Naomi Osaka and Megan Kelly had a Twitter uh, volley worth <laughs> worthy of a Grand Slam final, it says. Um, this was back in June. The journalist called out Naomi for appearing on magazine covers like the 2021 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue, despite saying she was taking a break from the spotlight. And um, it, Megan had responded to a tweet from Clay Travis that said, since saying she's too introverted to talk to the media after tennis matches, Naomi Osaka has launched a reality show, a Barbie, and now is on the cover of the SI swimsuit issue. Kelly, uh, Megan Kelly added, let's not forget the cover of an interview in Vogue Japan and Time Magazine. And um, Naomi swiped right back at her and said, seeing as you're a journalist, I would have assumed you would take the time to research what the lead times are for magazines. If you did that, you would have found out I shot all of my covers last year. And instead of your first reaction is to hop on here and spew negativity, do better, Megan. I like how she snapped back at Megan I Kelly like for that. Yeah. What is the deal with that, with people coming for these young ladies, I mean, it makes me angry. I don't even want to, you know, it just, yeah. it makes me angry. And particularly women of color, um, black and brown women um, are often um, having hate spewed at them from white people, you know, saying derogatory things when we do something as simple as think of ourselves, putting our mental health first, understanding, and just self-care. It, yeah. You know, everyone else can can institute self-care. Why is it when we do it, it's got to be a problem? And am I just being too sensitive about it? <laughs> no, not at all. Not well, at all. Megan, Megan Kelly is, in my opinion, just still trying to stay relevant. She mm -hmm. was Amen. Yes, she is. outfit for using racial um, derogatory comments. So she's just somewhere still trying to or trying to get back in the light of something. So yeah, her comments that that's gonna obviously, you know, people are, you know, obviously gonna speak about it because she is being negative about mental health, which is what she doesn't realize. It wasn't about, I mean, it was about Osaka, but it was about mental health. So she put the spotlight on herself again uh, as being insensitive. To, yeah. you know, towards mental health. And, and as mm -hmm. you stated, why is it that it's women of color, black and brown women? It's because of that slave mentality that they hold on to. We are supposed to, to sit Serve. there and, and wait for them to give us the green light. When we're going through lights, we're breaking all kinds of glass ceilings and we are moving forward 
given the same opportunities as mm -hmm. our white counterparts now. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Better in some ways, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've, been, what have, we've always been great in our, in our delivery, and that's why the, the hindrance and, and the oppression, you know, because we've always, always excelled, particularly when we put our mind to it, a lot of times, a lot of, you know, the white, our white counterparts, they come with inheritance. Black people, we are grassroots bootstraps up and we go, you yeah. know, and that's how we earn ours. No one's giving us anything. And so that's why, you know, we're so angry, if I may, that you dare try to stop us when we are exercising our greatness. I like that. Well said. Exercising mm -hmm. our greatness. Now send me my yes. check. Send me my <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You just so what do you... <laughs> <laughs> so ladies, let's talk about the how uh, the scoring. Remember the story came out about how um, they weren't going to give Simone full scores for her moves because they were moves that the average gymnast was unable to um, perform. What are y'all's yeah. thoughts about that? I didn't hear about that. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she actually so you did. Do, uh, wait, so, okay, explain that to me again. Because <laughs> so, that does not compute in my mind. <laughs> Right. Um, and I wish I need to find this post that somebody um, put up about this earlier, too. Um, but essentially, there were there are moves, you know, I think she even has moves named after her. Yeah, she, um, does. Yeah. she has two of them. She she is so great at what she does that uh, the the Olympic Committee said that they could not or were opting to not give her full credit, scoring credit for certain moves because it was unfair to the opponents who could not feasibly perform those moves. Like her moves are so elite, are right? Yeah, yeah. So you're so now, good. <laughs> but, but get this, I, I, I watched a video of her last week of Simone Biles and she was talking a little bit about how the scoring goes. So right. the scoring, there's like these letter letters that they give their certain scores depending on the the difficulty of your um your feet that you do for that particular event, right? So ah, okay. the way that I felt like she didn't say this, I'm saying this. The way that I felt they're, they're trying to minimize her. And she actually said that the committee says, well, we want you to do different things. We want you to do difficult things. We want you to do things that other people can't do. Then once she does them, they don't want to give her the score for it. And this is what they'll say. Like um, one of them, the one on the vault, the one, I don't know if you've seen the flip that she does and she does, um, she comes around, her legs are straight and she lands straight. So they don't want to give her the highest possible score because they say not only is it difficult, however, it's dangerous because of how she comes right. down on her legs straight instead of bent that she could hurt right. herself. So that's why well, they, they don't want to give her the highest score 
possible. And there was so another the, caveat. There ahead. was another caveat. They said something along the lines of if other, the reasoning, if you will, was if other um, gymnasts try it because they are not as um, as strong as she is or as good as she is, they could potentially hurt themselves. Yep, there it is. That too. Is that a load of BS? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah, not yeah. valuing her true worth. That's right. all that is. It's all about executing but, the mute the move as perfect as possible. If she's the only one that can do it, then she's the only one with that highest score. I mean, why achieving that? Okay, well let's let's add this one to it. Mm-hmm. Now that she has stepped back because of her mental health, so she realizes that there's an issue with her mental health, right? So she's not feeling 100%. And in that, she will not be able to perform those feats in those events to 100%. Now, if she tries to do it and she's not 100%, she could potentially hurt herself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, exactly. exactly. Mm. So they, it's a game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it is. a game. It is. That's just... Maybe she well, maybe she's playing the game. <laughs> we well, don't know. There, we there's don't a, know. <laughs> um, a, a couple of people have have mentioned that you know, and, and you know, I, I'm going to say this. Maybe she is playing the game. You know, you want to do me like this. You know, I won't compete. But you know, it, it is an issue of mental health because how stressful must that be? I can be the best at what I do and you're not giving me credit for being the best. So it's not so much of a, I'm going to use this, but it's literally you're impacting my mental health. You are stressing me out by holding me this. How dare you? How dare you do this to me? Now, has this Y'all ever think been, about that. been done before where they basically dilute points because you're great at what you do in any other athletic um performer has has ever been done before i've never never heard heard of it being done with gabrielle um gabriella oh my god gabby douglas gabby douglas gabby douglas or remember back in the day dominique dawes dominique dawes yeah but someone made a post they created well, someone made a post and said it would be like only giving Tom Brady half the points if he throws a touchdown. Just because he exactly. can throw 14 touchdowns in a game, you know. And I'm gonna say, and I will say this is similar to it, even though it's not the same thing. It, and and it's nothing that ever happened because but this is something that I kind of equate to it that I don't like. I don't know, have you guys ever watched football games and there's a team winning by a considerable amount. Normally what will happen is the other team will put in their lesser players because they don't want to yeah. risk their main players getting hurt. I know exactly so where you're going. Less- yes. Yeah. So they're giving their lesser players a chance. But if they don't put their lesser players in, I've heard people say they're running up the score. Well, ain't that what you're supposed to do with the score? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we trying to win? Are we trying to win? <laughs> so they're saying if you're, let's say you're winning by 20, 20 points ahead, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you're supposed to put in your second or third string because it's not it i get it where it's not supposed to what they call it um not humbling um when you like an over excessive win what do you call that when you're trying to i can't think of the term okay. i can't think of the term um, this is, yeah uh, no, your coaches refer to it as yeah yeah. So, but yeah, I've seen that where they're like, no, we're going, we're going to run, we're going to play this game as though, you know, first string, we're going to win till the time runs out. When the buzzer right. says zero, game over. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> At basketball schools. <laughs> you know. Why would you shoot? make this play like there to get hurt? That makes no sense. <laughs> the second string, let them get some play time. And it's right, like I said, it's one thing, right? It's one thing if the winning team wants to, you know, give their their other players a chance to, you know, play and get experience. That's one thing, but they're not required to do that. And if they want to run the score up, they can run it. Just like if you giving me money, I'm not gonna stop you if you giving me money. I'm not gonna say you running the money up. What? <laughs> Good sportsmanship. That's money. what the term I was looking for. Oh, Good sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. I won. I won. I won. That's not good sportsmanship. By a lot. Should... <laughs> she said by a lot. <laughs> but yeah, Tracy, you I still understand. there? <laughs> I was trying to um, dissect this um, piece about the scoring. Oh, okay. okay. Um, just so I can interject. Yeah. Just so I can interject. But, um, oh, okay. It is, it is, it's, again, it's just unfair. Bios um, believes that it's been unfair. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what she feels like they're doing is, um, as, as April said, cheapening her because the others can't, can't, um, they can't. Perform the task, yeah. They can't compete, mm-hmm. or, or as you said, Paulette, perform the task instead of. Biles obviously learned her moves. They should learn her moves. You know, there's right. a lot of copycats out there. When when we start break dancing, our counterparts start break dancing. So yep. they just start break dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we get wrapped. I mean, we we'll get wrapped. The same thing. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Eventually, they'll somebody will be uh, be small enough and strong enough to pull off the same feats that she does. It's, and you know, it, it, good luck to you. Like, it's not like um, she didn't earn it. She earned every bit of those flips yeah. and those twirls and those. She built her body to to yep. maintain that, and 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 her focus, her focus, focus is huge. And yeah. so, yeah, I, you know, if she can't focus, I, I commend her for stepping down, you know? I and then, too. too, if you're not going to score me right, then pick a finger, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh. what? Where they do that at? What? You know, I, I blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's disheartening, you know? It is. It is. And she said something to the effect of, you know, um, in her stepping down to care for her mental health, she spoke of her performance being less than stellar and mentioned that she felt like um, 
she was doing her team a disservice. And it, she, these weren't the exact words, but something to the effect, you know, if I can't compete at a level that's going to help my team to get the best possible score, let me take myself out of the mix and let my team, who is also fantastic, a great team, let mm -hmm. them compete yeah. uh, because perhaps my team members are at their best mentally mm -hmm. right now. So they can, yeah. they can carry this. And I thought that was a very selfless act. Yeah. Right. And, and also selfless is that the team, when they got the silver, they said, this is for Simone. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Oh, they no, did. They yes. Didn't. And to me, that says more about her as a person than anything these naysayers could even try to say. Because, yeah. you know, she's got the respect of these people that she is with more than she's with anyone else, honestly. Um, well, her teammates said she, she encouraged them to no end. In fact, I think um, there was, uh, I think at one event, one of the girls, I think she did something, I guess, maybe on the vault or on the floor, and she kind of pouted coming back. But you saw Simone get in her face and say, oh, no, this is what you waited all your yeah. life for. You yeah. know, you're not going to do that. Yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah, and the girl, you know, she kind of teared up, but Simone was tying her shoe, getting ready to go do her thing, and still talking to her at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. Press, press Very forward. supportive. Very supportive. Yeah. So maybe That's there's like a coach in the making. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's been through a lot. I'm sure she's seen a lot. You know? Yeah, oh yeah. She has over all these years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I know that one prior episode we talked about, I think I said. Um, for her to be at the level that she is and all the things that she has succumbed to, yes. meaning that the things with her brother, meaning the things of the sexual um, assault, harassment that she dealt with with the coaches. And then I can go even further and say she's adopted. You know, there's some some mm -hmm. issues that this woman has yeah. gone through yeah. to give her anxiety. So I understand. And I said something like she must be a master of be able to separate all those personal issues and still being able to go forth and excel the way that she does. And Linda, you said no one is a master at that. And this right. has proven, this has proven such mm -hmm. that she is just as human as the rest of us. Absolutely. 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 Just gonna say take Serena Williams, you know. Yeah. She keeps coming back. She keeps coming back. And, you know, she she is being defeated. I even, you know, suggested within my own conversation that perhaps it's time for her to um give up the give up the racket, you know, and be yeah. a commentator, you know, and then it, it, it like, yeah, it looks like she's training her daughter. Yes. So that could be where she puts her energy. So cause sometimes. The biggest piece of it is knowing when to do it. Or you know That's what I'm true. saying? Not so much you're a quitter, but mm -hmm. knowing you gotta give it up, you yep. know? Right. Yep. So the uh in one of her interviews, she when she talked about um, how stressful things have been, um, and this is a quote from the CNN article, she talked about how stressful the day leading up to the event was, how she was, and I quote, just shaking and could barely nap 
after her workout. She said she'd never felt that way ahead of a competition. She says, I think we're just too stressed out. She told reporters this on Tuesday. We should be out here having fun, but that's not the case. Well, that's big. Yeah, I mean, they're stressed out because nobody wants COVID because COVID is going to automatically disqualify them. So they're right. trying to stay safe there. They cannot be out there having fun because they have to stay confined. And perhaps her workout, you know, could have been her outside stretching, getting the fresh air. Fresh air is very important, you know. So, right. so yeah, I'm sure it took a toll on her. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, again, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I was, I'm almost was wondering, you know, what did she eat? Did somebody slip, you know, something in her meal or her drink or, you know, because for her, because it happens suddenly. I thought about that. And that game is ruthless. It's ruthless yeah. when they want to yeah. win. And they know. And it's not that far-fetched. Win. Right. You remember it, it, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan? Right. right. Yeah. It's not that far fetched. Yeah. So you know, you know who your threat is. So you you right. attempt to get rid of your threat. So I just yeah. was like, okay, I hope they watched her meal. And that just automatic when she just pretty much said she didn't know where she was in the air, but she was up there. So she pretty much went through the motions, got up there, and was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. You know, and so I said, well, dang, did somebody, you know, slip something on her, put something in her food? And then to, to you know, I heard the shaking part as well. Um, and then mm-hmm. one of the other athletes, one other Olympian, pretty much chimed in on that shaking. And she was saying, I can't remember her name, but she was saying that it is something that you cannot describe. She said she had the same shaking some years ago. She said, and it's something that you cannot describe. It, it, mm, it comes, wow. it comes over you. Mm. out and those things, just wanting the pressure, the mental health. And she said that it is something that Simone is not going to take a day or two or a week. It's something that Simone is going to have to work within herself. And Simone yep. even said it felt like there was some demons. I mean, that's, that's her language. She said there, wow. she felt like there were demons in her head. Mm. And so the same, mm. the same person pretty much said that she understood exactly what Simone was going through because she experienced it being an athlete. And, and I believe she was an Olympian. I'm not sure of her name, but she said she totally wow. understood. It. And she said, good for Simone for bowing out and protecting yeah, right. herself. You know, but she mm. felt like something wasn't right with her. If you know so, something is not right, I'm glad she paid attention to that because yeah. some people yeah. they have an ego and say, I'm gonna do it anyway, right. or it's right. nothing, or you know, they succumb to whatever it is and they don't, you know, do well because of, of those circumstances. But right. I'm gonna have to look at that as far yeah. as um there could be like other forces out there. Um, that could have a play in it you know spirituality mm-hmm. is is huge and not saying that she doesn't have it but it could be something they're in Tokyo they have other gods they have other entities out there right. you don't know exactly know. absolutely I, I want to carry some sage everywhere I go I'm saging everything <laughs> I'm burning sage Everywhere well, I go, if I, I was her. I, 
have pleading of the blood of Jesus on everything. That too. That too. That too. As well. And but, you know, yeah. um, for years, it, well, growing up, and, and we talked about this earlier about the stigma um, in the Black community when it comes to uh, mental health. And for years, um, you know, I wouldn't acknowledge, you know, my anxiety. My, and of course, I've been diagnosed now with generalized anxiety disorder. And you just wouldn't believe some of the things that that um, you go through in your mind from, from anxiety and the things that your body goes through as a result of anxiety. I, um, before being treated, had, I experienced something, I think it's called the death symptom. I literally won't look it up. I looked it up when it was happening and I literally won't look it up anymore because it frightened me that bad. But essentially, this was back in 07 when I was diagnosed. Essentially, I thought I was going to die. Not just I thought I was going to die. I was convinced I was about to die. There was nothing medical that would have caused me to die. I was just about to die as far as I was concerned. Nothing logically that I was gonna die from, but I was just about to die. So I had my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, take me to the emergency room because I wanted to be at the hospital when I died. And I called my family. I wouldn't tell them I thought I was about to die. I just told them, I'm going to the hospital. If you guys are looking for me, I'm going to the emergency room, not feeling good. But when I read up on it, that is an actual symptom. It's a certain panic attack that you get when you have anxiety disorder. And I just could not believe, um, again, you just wouldn't believe the things that you go through. But growing up, and I believe that I have suffered from anxiety all of my life, when I would express anything uh, about my wellness, however, or feeling a certain way in my head, I would be told by parents, teachers, um, you got to get over that. You know, if, if I said I felt depressed or sad, you got to get over that. Or I was scared. You got to get over that. It was not acknowledged. No. And so much so I'm programmed in my mind to just believe you got to get over it. You know, I would hear about people being depressed. I'm like, you just got to get over it because that's what I was programmed to believe. And then when I became a trainer um, at the company I used to work for, I remember my dear, dear friend, Paulette, one day, as we were talking about our classes, as our, she was teaching across the hall from me, and we had just let our classes go. And I was complaining about my class, like I was going in, and I thought I was just venting like we regularly vent. And she said to me, do you think you're burnt out? Paulette, I don't know if you remember that conversation. I don't. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I bit her head off. I went off on her. Thank God she is the person she is because she ain't paid me no matter. I was like, girl, shut up and walk out. But I was like, no, I don't get stressed out. I don't. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm stressed out. That has to be the only reason I'm even asking. She hit like the nail that. on the head, didn't she? <laughs> you hit that sore spot. You should have went off. <laughs> I was like, burnt out. <laughs> But I think Tracy alluded to it earlier, you know, we as women and particularly as black women are, are we have that belief ingrained in us that we have to be superhuman, you know, that, that we can't be vulnerable. We can't get burnt out. It can't be too much for us. That's not, it's not okay. We're weak if we show that. Yeah. Yeah, 
absolutely absolutely yeah you know and 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 us black women we also got to recognize that we always say i'm a strong black woman i can do i can do this and the other we also got to get away from that all mindset we cannot carry the load by ourselves we cannot we cannot so when we break down or we have those moments as you just described we got to recognize that and get help yes get some talk to someone even if you don't have a coach or a therapist or at least you had a friend to tell you hey you need to check that you burnt out you had someone <laughs> and me out and leave me right there in that room by myself <laughs> girl I ain't got time for you <laughs> Yes, yes. I got my own stress. <laughs> I'm stressed about my class goes home. What you talking about? <laughs> Ooh, girl, you probably the reason why she was able to tell you you was burnt out because maybe she know what that's like and she saw that in out. you. <laughs> Absolutely. And she was right. And not long after that, I was diagnosed. And interestingly enough, before being diagnosed, I mean, it had gotten so bad. I couldn't walk for seven weeks. Like I literally could not walk. You convinced yourself wow. that you could not walk. You, you know, made every yourself, time I would try to walk, it was physical. You made yourself because, yeah. no, that, that imbalance, the imbalance of serotonin and norepinephrine in the brain that creates the anxiety, mm-hmm. um, it causes what, what you do, your body, this is how the doctor explained it to me, your body um, is fighting against it. So your, your body steals itself against feeling the vulnerability. So it's almost like how you see the cats in the um, cartoons when they're standing on end, all their hairs are on end. That's yeah. what my body was doing. And the weakest muscle in my body, which is my groin, I found that out then, um, it would keep seizing on me. So I could not walk because I would, my muscles would physically seize because wow. of the imbalance I was experiencing and not getting help for it. So, wow. yeah. But, but so that mental. You just made that how the connection between mental health and physical, exactly. it's a serious connection. People don't realize that it will affect your, your motor skills. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, oh yeah. It affects everybody differently. You know, some people just can't get out of bed. They just don't have the energy, you know. And when you're stuck in your head about what you believe is the truth, and if you don't talk to someone about it to get it off of your chest, then it's just going to consume you. And that's what worries me is that if you don't be accountable for your own issues or mental health, that stuff passes on to your kids because I know you guys remember back in the days what they used to say. Medea said it, and when she said, it, "I was like, oh my god, you are so right." What what happens in this house stays, stays in this in house, house. Oh, yeah. and yeah. and as long as you do that, and nobody talk about the wrongdoings that people did, so that you can work past it. All you do is pass on all of that to generation, 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 and then that anxiety builds up and gets worse and worse with each generation. Absolutely. So do you Turns think into that trauma. It does. So do you think that this um, incident of Simone Biles is like a new awareness for not just uh, America, but Black women? 
or Black people, because culturally, we don't accept mental health professionals to help us with our, you know, right. mental state. We really don't. Right. What, and mm -hmm. it's a culture thing. Um, but we, we're, we're learning to do that, but, uh, it, but it's still a small number. And we don't have a lot of um, African-Americans, um, mental health professional as it is, right. to right. say to our own and say, hey, this is something that we need to make ourselves healthy and whole. So I think this is shining a whole new light on the way how we can combat our community and our in our culture to say, hey, we can combat this and be a healthy community and we can help ourselves just by going to a mental health profession. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think honestly so. think that that's changing and has changed a lot over the years. I don't think it's just going to be with I think maybe with Simone Biles, maybe the younger generation it no I'm, I'm saying them. i'm saying as, I, as a professional i'm saying that it has changing but that is a okay. very low number yeah 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 of it's course a very it is. low because we still have you know that stigma is still out there about exactly. i don't need any help i don't need anybody to talk to me exactly. i don't need to talk ain't nothing wrong with me you know mm, bingo okay okay <laughs> all right nothing wrong hey man, with i you. thought you said i thought you said you didn't remember the conversation paulette <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you know well, he what? just reminded me. <laughs> I just had a, I had a conversation with somebody who was having an issue with somebody else, right? So they came to me for advice, and so the two well, we people. Tell them my business, April. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling your business. Not you. <laughs> None of us. Here. I know. I just mess with but, you. What, I, what happened was the two people, they had a misunderstanding in how they communicate. But one of the women said, that's why I don't deal with black women. And these are two women. Mm. It's because of the drama, mm. right? And I said, well, mm. it's so funny how you were the first one to say, I don't deal with black women because of the drama when you are the one who's being dramatic. <laughs> Did you tell her that? Yes. Good. Yes. But it that's why I love y'all right there. Right there. Because any one of y'all, if I'm not acting right, you will call me out on my bullshit. I love it. I love it. Right. But but then they get defensive. And I'm like, but you gotta show some accountability. You gotta say, right. okay, yes. this is something that I did not see in myself that somebody has pointed out to me that I'm gonna do. And that's all that mental health and coaching and therapy is right. all about. So you can yes. make yourself better. But a lot of people don't wanna be better. They say they wanna be better, but they right. don't wanna do what it is to, you know. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> they don't wanna do the work. To make the matter. <laughs> That's right. You said a word there, honey. You said a word. Woo. Mm. Mm. Said a mouthful. Yes. I said so a, 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 you the one that's causing you're the one being dramatic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me let you now, know. As we talk one doing this. You know, my that's saying, right. you know, mm. my saying, my saying is in order to have a friend you must first be one yeah that's right yeah yeah, and I, yeah. I, you know i swear by that and so you were that person's friend whether she realizes it or not yeah, yeah. and, and she yeah. had to know it 
because she came to you. She came to you because she trusts you. Because it is a yeah. hard thing to do to go to, yeah. a, and you, and you're gonna go to that. Well, most often, I, I know that I go to the person that I know is not gonna pull no punches with me. You know, mm-hmm. I know. You, right. Like I said, I know you ladies are gonna tell me just like it is, and it comes from a place of love. I can trust mm-hmm. that it comes mm-hmm. from a place of love. So I would have it no other way. And and yeah. we all need that. We need that. And we also have to create a space that is free of judgment. So yes. you're coming to me, Without I'm going to give you, exactly, I'm going to give you my stance, but I'm not going to judge you one way or another, whether you take yes. my advice or not. It doesn't right. matter. But this is right. what I see because you come to me right. and I'm going to give you what I think. Right. Just right. understand that whatever I'm saying, I'm saying to you as a friend because I care about you. But yeah, let's after that, let's go ahead and laugh and kiki and all that kind of stuff about it because I'm not going to judge you. I'm here to understand and just let you know if I see something that you don't see, I'm just letting you know, hey, listen, sis, this is what I see. So just watch for this. Right. But, you know, go on with your life because we all adults, we're going to do what we want to do anyway. So one of my friends always say you can't tell grown folks what to do. You know, and, and because you can't, because think about this, Trace you, lane, you don't but... control, you don't <laughs> control <laughs> anybody. She said, April said she has this friend that said, you can't tell grown folks what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember saying that. Yes, my okay. daughter, I said that so many but times. I grew up. I grew up hearing that. You can't tell me. <laughs> Tracy, go this way. No, I'm going this way. You can't tell grown folks what to do. <laughs> but, <the tip. laughs> yeah. but Tracy says all the time, you just have to meet them where they are. Right. And right. leave you know? them where they are. Or, I'm sorry. That, leave them where they no, are. No, 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 no. You have to meet them where they are, and also mm-hmm. leave them where they are. Right. When it's if you have to leave them, yes, leave them. But sometimes you want to, you know, help them move along as well. Well, leave them, leave them with a the kind word, but save yourself. You don't have to <laughs> <laughs> save yourself. That's what Paulette did when she walked out that room. SOS. Like, you know what? Oh no. Right. <laughs> you ain't gonna be hollering. She at dropped me. that nugget and left. <laughs> right. She dropped that nugget and she was like, I'm out. Can see her gathering up her books now. Okay, girl, I'm gone. <laughs> I ain't even mad. I don't know why she don't admit it. She knows she's crazy. She burned out like me. Exactly. I'm crazy. Takes one to know one. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Uncorked in Conversation. And until next time, be, be well. well. Thank you for listening to Uncorked in Conversation. This podcast is co-hosted by Linda White, April N. Brown, Tracy Langford, Paulette Irvy, and Sarita Boston. It is produced and edited by April N. Brown. The music is by Ben Sound.